Welcome to Water Spout, brought to you by the St. John's River Water Management District. Water Spout offers a behind-the-scenes look at how we conduct our work, the research, the projects, our partnerships, and most important, how we serve the community by balancing the needs of water for the environment, businesses, and the people in the Sunshine State. Welcome to this episode of Water Spout. I'm your host, Tiffany Cowie, and today we're going to learn about how the district is reaching future scientists, engineers, and other water warriors. I'm joined by the district's education and outreach coordinator, Laura LeBur, who oversees a number of these programs. Thank you so much, Laura, for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Tiffany. I'm really excited to be here. I am excited you're here, too. So first, I would say I think you have one of the most fun jobs here at the district as the outreach coordinator. So tell us a little about your past, maybe about especially the science part of it, and why you wanted to work here. Yeah, so I come from a science background. I have a master's in marine systems and policy. I'm born and raised in Florida, actually within the boundaries of the district. So I've sort of gone away and come back home to be a part of the watershed again. Um, I do have a fun job. I really love the education and outreach component. I love speaking with people. I love seeing that little spark when things start to click into place for them. And they start to put together things that they might not have thought about ever in the past. Um, and I, yeah, I would think that most people think I do have a really fun job. The, I carry around a lot of stuff. I'm always schlepping bags <laughs> yeah. to go to events and things. And a lot of times staff are like, what are you doing with all those things? Um, but it's a part of my outreach kit. I need to have um, different tools to, you know, showcase the work that we do. And there is a lot of work that we do. So I thought we might talk a little bit about some of that work. So specifically about how you're reaching out to some of the younger students, K-5. So we have some great website tools and resources available. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, I'm happy to. So if you're a K-5 through teacher, make sure you're checking out our website. Um, Under educational resources, we have the Great Water Odyssey, which was a huge effort um, to launch that. It talks about the water cycle. It has a lot of tools on there, like uh, coloring sheets and activities to support when we're learning. Sort of in that three through five really is where we pick up on water cycle activities, but it's never too early to start talking about water, in my opinion. Um, (laughs) And so we have the coloring pages that are educational. We have a couple different activities like build your own edible aquifer that's a little bit fun and you can use um, ice cream to talk about the aquifer and the different levels of Florida's geology. There's some video components to those as well to kind of how to do these activities to kind of guide the teachers. Um, And like I said, Great Water Odyssey, it's a huge tool. There's a lot to it. We have the entire manual on there, so it's downloadable as a PDF. Um, And we also have just some of the smaller activities outlined separately if you're just looking for like one or two items. And everything is downloadable, including the coloring sheets. So teachers can use it where it fits within their lesson plans. Totally. And we also, we looked at the Florida standards, right? So these really comply with what they're supposed to be teaching in the classroom. The Great Water Odyssey, is a, it was put together a couple years ago. Uh, some of the standards are still the same, so it's definitely applicable. Um, the next generation Florida State standards are like a little bit different in terms of language, but I definitely think that Great Water Odyssey will still apply to those standards as well. I think so too, and we've really made uh, great strides and you specifically with community outreach and trying to make uh, relationships with teachers and try to teach teachers so that they can go out and... and 
make sure that our students are learning about what we do here at the district. So tell me a little bit about uh, some of the ways that you're doing that. Yeah, so we uh, used to be community partners for Project WET. WET stands for Water Education for Teachers. So leading into um, encouraging teachers and making them more confident in talking about water resources. We've got a lot of new teachers in the state of Florida, and a lot of them aren't necessarily from here, so they might not be familiar with our very unique ecosystem and our watershed. Um, so bringing that back and really giving them an opportunity to feel confident Project WET is going to be a workshop professional development opportunity for teachers. We're still building out our community partners as we re-engage with that curriculum. Um, so make sure, like if you are interested, you're checking out our website and keeping up with us on that because we're going to start releasing more um, workshop opportunities. We have a lot on our website and we continue to refer to that. Uh, also on our website is a form if you want to apply for the Blue School Grant. Do you want to share a little bit about that? Yeah, we have uh, one of my biggest jobs, I would say, is being the grant manager for the Blue School Grant. It's $20,000 that we have given um, every year since 2016 to 6th through 12th grade teachers. Um, it's not just for science teachers. It's for anybody who does a water resource-related project. A teacher can apply for up to $2,000 per school. Um, if there's multiple teachers applying for the grant from the same school, they have to share that $2,000. But if just one teacher applies, then they can ask for up to $2,000 for their project. And like I said, that can be water resources, estuary resources. They can go on field trips. Um, we can pay for school busing. We can pay for... Um, any sort of like tool if they're asking for books or those sort of items to, to showcase wa our water resources here in Florida. It's a great program. We want to give that money to teachers. And if you're interested, definitely check out the webpage. There's a bunch of information on how to apply, a really great application overview that walks you through what we're looking for in a good application. And um, you're welcome to reach out to me with an email too and ask me for, for help. I'm happy to help. I love that. And the timing for that, for applications, what does that look like for teachers or for parents who are interested in having their teachers apply for this money? Yeah, it's we sort of aligned it with a couple of the counties in the district started teaching their water resource stuff or their water learning in the spring. So the application period opens in the beginning of the school year, early August. Um, teachers have uh, quite a bit of time to apply although a lot of them wait until the last minute, which is fine. Um, they're still applying and getting their applications in, so that's great. But um, they, we close that in September. We deliberate. We have a committee of staff that is going to be different every year who votes on the projects that they think are the best use of the money. Um, and then we give the awards out in, like, October, November. And what does that look like? Maybe a quick example of what one of those projects might look like. Yeah, so right now, uh, this year, we've got 14 awards that were given out. A lot of them this year are field trips. So bringing their students out to the resources, to the St. John's River, to um, different like field trip opportunities, whether it's kayaking in one of the um, rivers of the lagoon or um, talking about water quality in different areas. So a lot of field trips this year, which I think is really great, getting the kids outside of the classroom and encouraging that really hands-on learning. I think so too. Well, we'll be right back after this break to pick up this great conversation with Laura LeBur. 
The St. John's River Water Management District is committed to preserving and protecting Florida's water resources for generations to come. From improving water use efficiency and reclaiming water for reuse, to managing water resources in times of wet and dry periods, the St. John's River Water Management District is taking action on conserving Florida's precious waters. To learn more, visit sjrwmd.com. Welcome back to Water Spout. I'm joined today by Laura LeBur, Education and Outreach Coordinator for the district. And we're delving into the programs the district has developed to reach the future generation of water users in Florida. Laura, thanks again for coming to join us. Thank you. So let's talk about a big portion of what outreach is and that for the district is going out to events and really interacting with the community. Tell us what that looks like. Yeah, so that's probably my favorite part of my job is talking with the people who live in the district or interact with our resources, whether it's the St. John's or the Lagoon. Um, a lot of people don't realize sometimes that they're in the St. John's River Water Management District. So giving them a sense of place and really giving them the opportunity to connect with that. Um, I love just to talk to people about especially water conservation like how are can we implement these things at home to protect our water and um and just educating them that that water is a, a resource that's really important and it's not always going to be there if we don't steward it no definitely not so think about those residents who may be new to florida or for people who are just becoming interested in the topic what are some of the bigger events that go on that they wouldn't want to miss, but maybe they don't know about. So a couple of our big ones, we have Manatee Fest, uh, which is at Blue Spring State Park. It's one of my favorite events to go to uh, during the year because there's usually, if the weather's right, a lot of manatees in the spring. Um, and it's awesome opportunity to talk about the aquifer because it's right there coming up um, in, the spring, in the spring shed. That one is usually in the spring, early spring. Um, we also have Springs Fest, which is at Silver Springs State Park. That one is really fun. Again, we're at one of the springs at the resource getting to talk about um, water and water conservation and water supply. Uh, a couple of my other ones that are really, really fun, we have Lagoon Fest down in Indian River County, which is at the southern end of our district and where the river starts. A lot of people don't realize that that's where the St. John's River headwaters are. So connecting them with that and talking about the Indian River Lagoon in conjunction, um, I really think that one's a fun one. Um, that's pretty much the big ones that we go to. And they we have others. We're at events all the time. Um, I encourage staff to join me at those events, and I really love it when they can be there and help me and educate others. But, yeah, those are the three biggest ones that I would say we go to. So you talk to a lot of people when you're at these events, and you're talking to children, you're talking to parents, and you're talking to just residents in general. What are some of the most frequently asked questions that you get? I think a lot of people are asking who we are um, and just reframing that we're 18 county service area. If you live between Nassau County and any River County, chances are good that you're in our district. Um, I get a lot of questions on what we can do at home to save water, like what kind of action can we take? Um, and that's one of my favorite things to talk about is water conservation, because there's a lot of small things that we can do that save like gallons of wa water a day. Um, we also get a lot of questions about how to get out on district property because we have so much of it. So I love to answer those questions and kind of connect people with a recreation opportunity. Um, 
And we get a lot of people who are like, I've been out on that property. I love that property. We love getting out, especially in the upper basin. A lot of people have been out to Blue Cypress and to Fort Drum. So, and that's my home area. So I love to talk about those in particular. I love that. Mm -hmm. And I love that you love water conservation. So I'm sure you wouldn't want to wrap up this interview without getting the chance to share <laughs> a few of the tips maybe that would be most impactful that residents can actually put into practice. Sure. Yeah. The biggest one is to know your watering days. If you live in our district, you have watering days and there's watering restrictions. All that information is on our website. Um, if you know your address, the last digit of your address is going to dictate which day you water. Um, we also, ha I mean, the best way is to use smart technology for your irrigation. I always say that your irrigation system isn't a crock pot. You can't just set it and forget it. You need to make sure you're conducting at least annual maintenance so you don't have any leaks, you're not wasting water, you're not watering the sidewalks, because um, that's all wasted water, right? And then a couple things you can do at home, check for leaks, make sure that, you know, when you're washing your hands, you're not running the sink. The biggest one that when I ask people, they always love to say, when you're brushing your teeth, make sure you turn off the tap. I don't know whoever decided that that was like the biggest one. Everybody knows that one. So I'm going to say that now here too, because just to reiterate, that is a really helpful way to save water. Um, yeah. And just make sure you're, you're thinking about how you use water because every drop counts. Every drop counts. Laura, thank you so much. You've been a pleasure to have as a guest here. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our conversation today about the future of water. We hope you'll tune in for our next episode of Water Spout. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you have firsthand access to future content. Until next time, use your water wisely. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Water Spout. To hear more episodes, find us on YouTube, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Connect with the district on social media or visit sjrwmd.com for more information on today's topic.